Welcome to episode 17 of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. Thanks for checking us out again. Uh, Wall of Sound is an online rock website. You'll find us at wallofsoundau.com. And if you're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Wall of Sound AU across the board, we'll keep you up to date with the latest music news, reviews, interviews, and the likes. And today we have a very special Halloween edition of the podcast. Going to catch up with Youngie from King Parrot later on to talk Halloween costumes. Jake from Polaris to talk about their new album and Halloween here in Australia and Michael Kraft is going to stop by and talk about some of the scariest movies he's seen lately and also something special involving Carpathian we'll talk more about that later on but let's officially kick it off with this band here and a name best suited for this special edition it's Halloween Pumpkins United and Wall of Sound up against the wall
Buongiorno, it's Nikki from Pagan and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Melbourne's Pagan on Wallet Sound up against the wall, doing big things this year, and they're about to go on the road with these guys. Hey, this is Youngie from King Parrot, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Our first guest is in a band who are going to be touring Australia this December. They put out an album earlier on this year, and they're going to be taking it to the UK later on this week. It's Youngie from King Parrot now talking about Halloween, man. A lot of people from over that side of the world would think that you guys are just a bunch of old men who never grew out of dressing up for Halloween, right? Pretty much then, yeah. Like, I mean, we've been in Europe, uh, I think we've done four tours in Europe, three or four, and uh, we're, we're regularly going back to these places, and I think people, you know, they start to get it after a while, and we're not the typical heavy metal band, and we're not, you know, and, and some people find that a little bit confronting or a little bit weird because our stage show is quite intense in your face. Some of them don't get King Parrot, or they don't like it, or they're, they're sort of a little bit indifferent towards it. Some metalheads really love it, too. But I think the good thing that we've been able to do is like cross over a little bit to the sort of like rock and roll fans, punk fans, and you know, we've actually been able to draw more people in just because of our videos as well in a certain degree. But um, yeah, it's cool that people can engage with the energy that we put out as well when we play live. And I think, you know, I'd like to always get pretty psyched up and ready to perform when we play. And, and make sure that when people are there in our audience that they're really getting that full um, full experience, you know? And look, I think it is fair to say that fans are getting the full experience of King Parrot. I mean, Ugly Produce came out and fans lapped it up straight away. You walk around Brisbane and you go to any heavy metal show and there's not one show you go to where someone isn't wearing a King Parrot shirt. And I think that, you know, what makes you guys stand out from the rest are your video clips and most importantly, the most recent one for 10 pounds of shit in a 5 pound bag. I mean, if you're looking for a Halloween costume idea, just focus on that because you can't get any more King Parrot than that. Do you feel like that's your stance on the world and that's what you're doing to make you guys stand out from the rest? Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. There's a, there's a whole thing there. That's one of the things about King Parrot that we've always sort of uh, maintained is that it's a, it's a creative outlet for us in many different ways and artistic, musically, video production-wise, you know, so many different ways that we can be creative with this vehicle. So we're going to, you know, explore all of those avenues. Well, Youngie, we certainly look forward to seeing what you boys come up with in the future. The new album, Ugly Produce, is out right now. If you haven't heard it yet, get yourself a copy. And the Australian tour with Pagan and Disentomb kicks off in Perth on December 13. Mate, thanks for the chat. We'll see you there. No worries. Thanks so much for your support. Yeah, get your tickets at kingparrot.ozpix.com.au.
Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, with Browning. King of Halloween himself, Rob Zombie on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And if you haven't had the chance to check out his Halloween remake, it's a bloody brutal experience, so make sure you check it out. Hey, this is Jake from Polaris, and this is Wall of Sound up against the wall. Our next guest is in a band who have a brand new album coming out this Friday. The album is called The Mortal Coil, the band is called Polaris, and Jake Steinhauser joins us. Mate, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, absolute pleasure. You guys have been rocking around the country, taking this album on tour, and look, it must be good to get on stage and, you know, be the main headliners for once, because you've supported some big names coming through over the past couple of years but do you feel that satisfaction when you get off the stage and know that all your hard work has finally paid off? Uh, on this tour, yeah, it's very much felt that way. We've had a few things that kind of just made it feel a bit bigger and grander, like more organised and um, yeah, the response to these shows has been amazing and you know, having fans will hang around after the show just specifically to kind of have a chat to you and tell you how great the show was or how long they've been supporting or just to have a chat. It really, yeah, it really does feel good to kind of have that happen on this leg. 
you know, it's part of the experience. And we've got some really cool fans, I think. I reckon we're kind of lucky in that way. We had somebody actually say the other day uh, at the Melbourne show that we've got the most polite group of fans uh, since passed through there in quite some time. It was all pleasing and thank yous at the bars. <laughs> well, look, let's take a look at the album coming out. Uh, there's so much hype behind this. It's hard to keep up with everything. Obviously, you know, when you guys debut with The Guilt and the Grief on the ARIA charts in the top 40, it did massive things for you. It put a big spotlight on you guys. How do you feel going into it with this album? Do you feel like, you know, there's all this pressure on your back or are you literally going in there going, we're going to do what we've done in the past and just prove that we deserve to stay here? Um, yeah, look, definitely anxious. Um, we did a lot better than any of us were really expecting to uh, last time, so that obviously put a bit of pressure. Even when we when it first happened in the back of my mind, I was like, this could kind of be a double-edged sword here. But um, I feel over the course of the last year or so since, um, well, two years now since that's been released, um, I really feel like we've stepped up to the plate in terms of our writing and what we wanted to deliver, and I'm, I'm quite satisfied with that. And I feel confident going into this release. And yeah, I, I actually think we've stopped it. And look, I guess with the amount of people buying tickets to walk through the door, the amount of people you're seeing at shows and buying albums and things like that, there's an indication right there that you guys are going to do better this time around. Yeah, well, um, I think that is the case. I think I think Dan uh, said to me that um, the numbers... Uh, that he looked at were already exceeding like expectations that we had last time. So I think it is definitely going to be bigger. <laughs> well, we look forward to uh, having the album. Having already heard it myself, uh, it is fucking amazing. Um, so definitely go out and get it. You won't be disappointed. We're going to check out Polaris's brand new single right now, Lucid, on Wall of Sound, up against the wall. <laughs> Fuck! 
The new single for Polaris is called Lucid on Wall of Sound up against the wall. The new album, The Mortal Coil, is out Friday. And Jake, uh, what's the rest of the year holding for the band? Racing around Europe for the next month, I guess. Spending the whole of November over there. Yeah, that's going to keep us pretty busy, I guess. Well, it's good to keep that momentum going and uh, it's going to be one hell of a show. But look, we are doing a Halloween special. It's all spooky and shit going on right now. Um, thinking about Halloween in Australia, obviously, you know, there's people for it, people against it. What's your opinion on the matter? Um, I always didn't understand why we didn't do it. As a kid, I was always a bit disappointed and I think, I mean, like, why the hell not? It's just like any other holiday. We're just, it's just a time to have fun and dress up or do something silly. Yeah, it's just a reason for kids and family to have fun. Like, why not? Agreed, yeah. And look, I think there's a few tight asses out there who just don't want to buy candy for all these random people rocking up to their house. That's what it is, yeah. I honestly think that's, that's part of it here in Australia. We just don't want to adopt it because they're just, what's the point of spending all that money on the candy for other people's kids? Exactly, yep. All right, well, in the spirit of Halloween and scary music and all along the lines of that, is there any bands or musicians from over the years that comes to mind that you think would be best suited to the music that we want to try and play? Um, I suppose the guys would probably want anything from... Uh, Avenged Sevenfold, uh, I personally, when I think of kind of gothic and I guess Halloween style, I can't think past Slipknot, obviously, because of the masks and all of the theatrics. Uh, but maybe Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson would be a pretty sick one, I guess. If he doesn't say Halloween ghouls and ghosts, like, nothing really does. Yeah, you got it pretty fucking sorted there, mate. We're getting that song on right now. All the best with the album out Friday, and thank you so much for joining us. Awesome, thanks so much for it.
up against the wall. play that one from Misfits, Halloween on Wall of Sound up against the wall. The very special Halloween edition and still to come, we're going to take a look at the best bits from Lincoln Park's Chester Bennington Memorial. This is Michael Crafter, you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. And last of all, we got the horror movie loving fan himself, Michael Crafter. Uh, we'll talk about how a band you fronted came in at the number one spot of the top seven Victorian bands we think should get back together again, but talking about horror movies for Halloween, what was the most recent one you saw? I actually watched It. I thought It was pretty good. Yeah, well, despite what all those people were saying about the bad reviews, it actually did quite good. I thought it was better than the original. Yeah, I know. Like, when people, I was reading all these reviews, and I was like, have people not watched the original? I watched it, like, the other day, and I was like, other than the fucking weird house, I thought that was kind of weird. But I think that follows the book more than the original. So I watched it last week, the old one, and I was like, it's good up until the end dodgy spider and that's kind of like yeah that's where the original lost me too it was all good up until that point but you know these scenes with pennywise the clown were just traumatizing as a kid to watch you know thinking back for you what was it for you when you were growing up one of the scariest movies you ever saw in in fucking nightmare on elm street the worst thing to happen was the fucking a person gets stuck under the waterbed i think actually blair we scared the fuck out of me all those years ago because at first I thought it was real. Yeah, it was good like that too. Like they had the best marketing team behind it saying it was real. They wrote all these books. I remember reading all this stuff about it too. You know, the same can be said for The Fourth Kind. It's an alien movie if you haven't had the chance to check that out yet. Yeah, I might have a look. Yeah, make sure you check it out. It's pretty good. But uh, talking before about Pennywise, they're actually touring the country right now. The band that is, not the clown. And we're going to get them on right now. More with Michael Crafton next on Wall of Sound up against the wall.
Pennywise and Wall of Sound up against the wall, the Halloween edition. We got Michael Crafter joining us, and uh, he just spoke about some of the scariest movies he saw growing up. And it's scary to believe that six years ago, Carpathian broke up, and at one point, Michael fronted the band. They took out our number one spot for the top seven Victorian bands we think deserve a comeback. And uh, thinking back to that time, Crafter, it might have been a short and sweet time, but with that said, you guys did some big things together. What was one of the most memorable for you? Um, I think when I'd just been kicked out of prom queen, like Marty called me and he's like, oh, do you want to sing for the band? And I was like, well, I guess so. He's like, oh, because he said he was going to play guitar and someone else had left and whatnot. And I was like, well, this, this makes sense and it should be all right. Then we kind of were meant to be going out with prom queen. So we all sat down with their booking agent at the time and cancelled the whole tour just because we wanted to be pricks. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of like crazy because when I joined, it was like pretty... No, I was doing some good stuff and then all of a sudden it's like our own tours started to get really big. I think we did we did a couple headliners and stuff like that at the time and we did the resist tour and I think we did some shit with Parkway. We did a summer run with Parkway. It seemed like a real short amount of time, but at the same time we did a lot in that short amount of time. Like I just remember fucking moving to Melbourne. I was living at like Marty's mum's house and then I was living at Dave the drummer's fucking dad's house. And we were just going out on tour, like fucking anything. We're doing our own shit, we're doing supports. And then, yeah, it all started to, no, I guess nothing to lose just got fucking huge. Fuck, I now think about it, we went to New Zealand as well. And we were going to Europe, but I quit. Yeah, we had so much on, it was crazy now, think about it. Yeah, you managed to do so much in such a short amount of time too, whether it be, you know, the reputation you had beforehand that you then took into the band. But having a think back, what was more of a regretful decision for you? Was it leaving Carpathian or leaving Bury Your Dead? Um, I think leaving Carpathian because I think it could have been something really big. Like, I think if bands like fucking, not so much Amity because they were always on a path for fucking more commercial success, but the fact of bands like In Hearts Wake and all North Lanes and all those kinds of bands, they've all done real well. And like they've, and I feel like Carpathian was on that path, but their decisions, I guess, to go away from the heavier side of things and not be a breakdown band kind of, I don't know if it so much hurt them, but I think they could have, one, done really fucking well in Europe because they started off by the first tour in Europe was with fucking Parkway, so you can't really ask for more. And the band had just gotten off of Parkway supports and stuff in Australia. So for me, looking at it, I go, they could have been fucking huge. And and maybe maybe they still are. Maybe the band is still fucking massive and they could do a tour and a thousand people show up every night. Who fucking knows these days? All right, well, you look at what's going on in the world right now. Fans are frothing over all these anniversary tours and nostalgia moments. And is there a chance that Carpathian could get back together again with you fronting? I mean, you've got all the time in the world right now. Do you still speak to the boys or is it just a situation of what happened happen just leave it at that marty me and marty message each other every now and again caught up with dave when i was in melbourne and with everyone else who knows like if they did a reunion there's no point me doing a reunion because i was only in it for that short period of time and i think marty was definitely the front man of the band but fuck, i don't know i've said to him for fucking years just do some shows and there's no interest like maybe down the track there will be but fucking right now i think dave works for parkway and takes photos marty has a, a clothing shop in melbourne and travels japan and pretty much turned japanese he speaks japanese perfectly so he might as well live there um trying to think fucking i don't even know what any of the rest of them have done like josh who was in the band he played on that last cd i don't know he's done a bunch of bands over the years i think he's probably still doing hardcore bands who knows what the rest of them are doing all the old, all the very old members that kind of we're in that Mornington BYPC scene and crew and whatnot. They're all got families and wives and kids and fucking, yeah, like everyone's just grown up, I think. Uh, I guess the ball's in their court if they want to get back together again, if that's the case. But what about yourself? You teased a few weeks back that you were uh, wanting to get back into music in 2018, chucking a Fonzie. Have you got anything lined up or is there anything on the horizon? <laughs> I actually don't know. I've talked to a couple mates, but like, fucking who knows? Next year, I could be too busy to do it. Like, I've got some downtime and I start going, oh, I wish I fucking had a band. But then I'm like, oh, fuck getting in a van. I'd hate to have to get on the plane and then get in a van and fucking sleep on a floor and shit like that you know it's not easy music's a fucking different different place these days and i'm an old man 
getting older. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, if anything comes of it, I'm sure you'll have a whole lot of fans who are keen to see you back in the music industry. Until then, enjoy what it is that you do with your time and uh, dad life, being a box head and all that. Thanks for the chat, man. Nah, easy. Thanks, mate. Oh, 
Avenged Sevenfold on Wall of Sound up against the wall, the Halloween edition. And if you missed it, M Shadows and Sinister Gates made an appearance at Linkin Park's tribute to Chester Bennington. Take a listen. They did a fantastic rendition of the band song Faint. Uh, one of the other highlights from the night includes when Mike Shinoda revealed the news to us all about how he first found out about Chester. I was at like a, like a, we were doing like a photo thing when I found out about Chester. And the first for hours I was just in disbelief. It didn't, I couldn't believe anybody, what anybody had to say about anything. He also debuted the song which he wrote eight days after Chester's passing. Was there something I could say or something I should not have done? Was I lost all along? Was I looking for an answer when there never really was one? Was I looking for an answer when there never really was one? He told the world the song, which is called In My Channel, is still in the early stages and uh, to keep an eye on the band's social media pages to see how the song develops and what they do with it. But the biggest moment from the night came from Chester's late wife, Tilinda, who took to the stage to talk about her story, how she's overcoming it and what she's doing to honour Chester's name moving forward. It is time we recognise that mental health is as important as our physical health. It is my mission to make it easier to have access to mental health resources. I am proud to join Given Hour and the campaign to change direction. Together, we will build a resource, not only for those suffering emotionally, but also for friends and family members and medical practitioners who are seeking answers to questions about mental health, illness, and addiction. Chester's birthday was March 20th. In celebration of his life, the resource will be called 320. Lastly, Chester would have loved this. Fuck depression. Let's make Chester proud. You can check out all the best bits online right now at wallofsoundau.com. Just click on the news page as well. And big news surrounding Corn and Limp Bizkit. They're rumoured to be touring Australia in March. They could be part of the Download Festival or it could be a double headlining tour. Nothing has been revealed yet, but we will keep you posted as soon as it gets released. Here are Corn right now with Thoughtless and Wall of Sound up against the wall.
of sound up against the wall. Imagine passing the cemetery and seeing an open grave, an open grave, an open grave. Wednesday 13 on this Halloween edition of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Thank you so much for checking us out. Don't forget to share it around, tag your mates, subscribe to it, whatever. Help spread the news and good music. Let us know where you listen to. Wall of Sound AU is where you can find us. And very stoked to reveal on the next episode, we're going to have a chat to Lizzie from Melbourne's The Beautiful Monument. They're currently on tour with Tonight Live and have done some big things in 2017. 2018 set to be even bigger for the band. We'll get on this from their new album, on the sin to get you ready for it it's called sins on wall of sound up against the wall my name is brownie i'll catch you next week do you remember me like the way i remember you it's been years not months not days since the last time i saw your face each night i live next to you Presence of a stranger, it eats me up inside, which left us high and dry. Stitch me up, I'm broken, forever trapped in this moment. String me up, I'm hopeless, 
I'm sorry. 